0: Welcome to the Everyday Saints podcast, where we're exploring what it looks like to be a disciple of Jesus in everyday life. I'm your host, Gary Ludicky, and today we're going to visit with someone who embodies the core value of serving the kingdom. We see Jesus living this out in the Gospels, and we want to follow in his footsteps. And today I've got Bree McMahon with me, our guest care ministry leader. And for those who are tuning in who don't know you, who is Bree McMahon.
1: Brie McMahon. Who is Brie McMahon? I am um, a wife, a mother, and a lover of Jesus. And uh, all the way to the core, I I live my day every day to serve the Lord and the kingdom.
0: How long have you guys, you and Jay, been uh, around Northside?
1: We are going on year number 10, which I'm really excited uh, about. And like a lot of... uh, our Northsiders that I visited with over the years, we would drive down the road and see this building, wonder what it was. And one day my husband said, let's, it's a church. Let's try it. And uh, we came in and Brandon Forsyth was teaching that day. And um, we just felt at home here. And so we've been here ever since.
0: Awesome. And, Before you guys were in this area, you you guys moved from California, is that right? Yes,
1: we are native Californians. We've been here for um, almost 16 years. We came, it was a corporate move. We came here with 23 other families um, from California, and um, it was the best thing that could have ever happened to our family, um, you know, making the move. And then, of course, the second thing was finding Northside and finding a church home here.
0: And we are glad you did. But I mentioned that you are our guest care ministry leader. What does that mean? And how did you even get plugged into that role to begin with?
1: Well, uh, being new to Texas, new to spring, new to Northside, we um, just had a couple of people that um, we knew uh, from my husband's company. Uh, We were lucky that they opened up their circle of friends and they were happened to be neighbors, Um, but we didn't know anybody else. And so when we, Decided on Northside as our church home. I thought that, you know, getting into service would be a way that we could not only meet uh, people here at Northside, but also to become a part of the community. And so, my very first um service assignment was in Sacred Grounds, and serving coffee to the guests, and just blossomed from there.
0: Yeah, that, that that's. That's a cool first step, uh, making coffee and serving people. What do you do as the guest care ministry leader? Like what all is entailed in that?
1: So guest care, which is part of the gather team, um, is uh, made up of eight different ministries. So that comes all the way from the parking team um, to greeters and ushers and serving coffee and the connect team, which helps people get connected into next steps, Um, our security team. Um, as well as the prayer team. And then also we have some uh, weekday volunteers um, and the hospitality at uh, Sacred Grounds. And so that covers all eight ministries um, of the guest care area.
0: And you're... Trying to coordinate and keep all these things moving on a weekly basis, right? Yes,
1: that's what that uh, is my passion is uh, to be able to coordinate the leaders and volunteers in those different ministries, um, but then uh, also helping people get plugged in, uh, discovering their spiritual gifts and how they might be able to serve not just Northside but within our, our community.
0: As that ministry leader, you basically, play a role on our staff. and I, just to ask a very personal question, you're kind of unique on our staff. How much are you paid?
1: Zero. I am one hundred percent volunteer staffer, and I would not have it any other way. Um, we are fortunate that God has blessed um, my husband through his career um, to you know be able to provide for our family with just one income and so my serving at Northside as a 100 percent volunteer is just an extension of our tithe, really. Um, I really feel strongly that um, it makes a difference for me in my serving and how I can connect with the, my teams and the volunteers and even just the guests at Northside, um, by the fact that I am, you know, 100 percent volunteer, that I do it because I love the Lord. I am serving the Lord in His kingdom and not working for a paycheck. And I really think that um, it makes a difference in uh, how I lead my teams, um, that I can truly walk and work beside them, alongside them. Um, They don't work for me. I don't work for anybody other than the Lord. And to be able to um, do that here at Northside is just, I think, invaluable.
0: When I think about the fact that you, you know, full-time staff member and, and you're not getting paid, there's part of me just inside of me that feels like, man, we're taking advantage. But I have never once ever felt like you have that mentality at all. Like everything you just said, I 100% believe because you, you just give of yourself in, in every realm, like not just, you know, with coordinating our guest care ministry, but, just in personal relationships, you are constantly giving. And I, I love that about you. You are an inspiration to me. I'm, I'm going to ask you just this question. When you think about all the different people that you've come across, how have you seen life transformation? And you can speak of yourself or somebody that you've been in ministry with uh, as you've served here at Northside over the years.
1: Well, I think the the first example that I would give would be very personal. It would be my husband, for example. Um, we are a blended family. My husband's first wife, um, unfortunately, passed away when she was young um, and left him with two young children. She, unfortunately, had cancer. And um, that was a really hard time for him. And he um, kind of walked away from the Lord for many years. Um, so coming to Texas, finding Northside and what this community has been for him, um, has also enabled him to discover his gifts and his servant role here at Northside. And, um, he leads, uh, a Mo team, uh, on the third Saturday of every month. And then he's also the ministry leader for our security team, our eyes and ears team. And, so, I have seen um, him observing not just me, but our circle of friends here at Northside, and um, how that has opened up his heart and he has discovered, um, you know, what his part is here in the kingdom. And then just the other people that I um, have worked with on my different teams and the relationships that we have developed, and um, whether they've started as a greeter and moved over to a ministry leader or left guest care and gone over to children's ministries, um, to be able to see them grow and to, um, just discover, um, their gifts is, it's just amazing. It's just, uh, it's hard to really put into words, watching them just blossom, you know, I mean, we've, had many times just somebody come in and make a connection at Discover Northside, and next thing you know, they've signed up and they are all in, and that it's it's like uh, watching your children grow up and you know graduate and fly. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah, having a front row seat uh, to what God's doing in someone's life is always incredible, and one of the things that I've found uh, about every human being is that life gets tough every now and then. Uh, We all experience loss and heartache. I mean, all of us listening to this have experienced a pandemic in the last few years, right? Like we've all walked through difficult things. And I'm just curious, is there a scripture or or maybe more than one scripture that inspires you to continue to serve even when things get difficult?
1: Well, you know, I think that um, most of us, you know, continue having um, the thought in our head, love God, love others. And sometimes it can be really hard. Um, the pandemic was very hard for us, um, at Northside as a community, um, being closed for so long and then returning with 12 volunteers when we used to, we're used to 250, uh, volunteers on our roles and building that up as we have over the last, um, two years. But, um, the other thing that when I'm talking with my volunteers and just you know really um, developing the relationships with the new people that have joined our teams, um, one of the things that I uh, you know, go to also is uh, Colossians 3, um, 23 to 25, um, where um, you know, it says, whatever you do, work heartily as if the Lord is for the Lord and not for men. And, you know, so it goes back to even, you know, not being a, a paid uh, staffer. Um, I'm working for the Lord, and that's what we are all all doing. And so to be able to um, help people find um, their place, discover their gifts, and to be able to develop opportunities for them here at the church um, on Sundays for special events, or even just in the community, um, it's a beautiful thing. And, and um you know, I'm blessed to be able to be a part of that, to help people discover, you know, their spot, their place.
0: You've mentioned that a, a couple of different times, and, and our philosophy of serving the kingdom is really to focus on what God's doing in people, you know, as individuals, rather than what roles do we need filled, right? Yeah, those will always exist, but we aim at individual people, and what God's doing in them, how he's gifted them, So we've been steering people toward our kingdom fit assessment to help them discover who God has wired them to be. And you seem to be a champion of this. Like you are always telling people, take the kingdom fit assessment, take the kingdom fit assessment. Why is that so important to you?
1: Well, you know, lots of times we'll have people come up to the connect area. They're looking, you know, to get plugged in. What is their next step? And they... Sometimes, no, you know, I'd like to do this, or my friend has invited me to join this ministry, to greet alongside them, to help usher, to, you know, drive a cart out in the parking lot. Then there are others that they know they want to do something, but they just aren't sure about what their abilities are. And so then we encourage them to take the Kingdom Fit Assessment, which is really just wonderful. It helps you um, really be able to understand um, when you think you hear the Lord talking to you, but you're not really sure what he's saying and you're like, ah, okay, I get it. This is what this says. Um and so that gives them a little bit um of a head start as to where they might fit. And we do encourage them to, you know, try and shadow if they're not sure. They let's take your, you know, your spiritual gifts and see where they fit in the different ministries as we have outlined. Um, but come and greet and see if that's a fit for you. And what we've found is that um, people have a starting place that makes them a little bit more comfortable. They feel that they're like, "Oh yeah, I can do this." The Lord has said that He's given me this gift, and and let's start here. But the other thing that I really like about the assessment is that you may have had somebody that's been working in the same ministry for three or four years, and you know things change, life changes, their job changes, or experience have changed, their family life changes. So we encourage them to retake the assessment and maybe things have changed for them a little bit and they were really feeling kind of stuck and that allows them to, you know, again, also hear what the Lord is saying to them and um, what he has in store. I think it's a great tool.
0: Yeah, I've noticed my personality, uh, when I take like a disc assessment or Myers Briggs or whatnot, like over the years, as I retake that assessment, my, my personality shifts a little bit in one direction or an or another. Uh, when I you know do like Strengths Finder or things like that, again, it's it's not always static. Like this is who I am forever. It's like this is who I am at this point in time, and so retaking an assessment, you get a better picture of what's happening there. And sometimes people don't want to take the assessment. Um, Have you heard people tell you why? Like I'm hesitant to take this assessment. It's
1: because they've taken all of those other quizzes before, you know, (laughs) and um, uh, I'm not so satisfied with some of those other um, analysis of my own personality. Um, But, you know, sometimes we just, we just can't see that, but they're like, yeah, I just, it's just wasting my time. Um, but then also, you know, they may think that they, you know, want to do something. They can't make, um, a regular commitment because of their work or, or family schedule. And so that helps them find, um, another place, um, that might fit them even on, you know, just on a one-off, um, special events maybe, or, um. Uh, something like that. But I think really it's because, you know, our employers have asked us to take this or that, and they, it's, you know, they, they don't have any faith in it. But I think this is a different type of assessment. Um, in your workplace, you're not taking um, an assessment that has to do with, you know, your spiritual um, life. And um, so I, I really do uh, love this particular assessment.
0: You you mentioned to me that uh, you know sometimes when you're when you're taking an assessment, there can be some fear around what what that might reveal about you, right? And you've got a, a quote there that you wanted to share, just that kind of touched you when it comes to that.
1: Um, yes, yeah, so the staff, I've done this twice, the staff have just finished up um, working together through a Brene Brown book called Dare to Lead, and uh, there's a, a section in the book where it's talking about the power and wisdom to serve others, and there's a particular section here where it talks um, uh, about a lesson um, that she referred to in the book, and it says, when you find the courage to enter that cave, you're never going to, going into secure your own treasure or your own wealth. You face your fears, and you find the power and wisdom to serve others. And it it can be really scary. You know, somebody who says, you know, I'm not really good about meeting new people. Um, I don't know if I'd really be good at doing that, but the Lord is telling me that you have the gift of hospitality. And um, so, you know, we really work hard to be able to see people and to hear people and, you know, to help them um, understand. just overcome their fears and walk b- alongside them um, so that they're able, you know, to really fully you know, jump in without fear and um, to be able to experience um, and get fed by serving others, which is something that, um, that's really why I, why I do it. You know, I, people say, oh, you do, you do so many things and you've helped so many people, um, but really I am fed by them. And so um, sometimes it's a little bit hard to take recognition for that or you know appreciation because I really feel like they've given me more than I've given them, and I want that for other people.
0: I've heard that from so many different people, just the, the more that I serve others, the more I actually feel the blessings. And I want to just encourage anyone that's listening, if you're wanting to take our Kingdom Fit assessment to find out more about who God has designed you to be, Uh, We're including a link to that in the show notes. Uh, It's not a perfect assessment. I don't believe one exists, but we can attest that it has helped several people to find a place where they can use their spiritual gifts to serve the kingdom and not necessarily just fill a hole uh, that needs to be filled. Bree, when you think, hey, there are people that are out there that are just hesitant, like I don't necessarily want to commit to using my spiritual gifts to serve the kingdom. What advice would you give somebody that's in that spot?
1: Well, I think sometimes um, that's the answer to um, you know, feeling stuck in life. Um, you know it's really it's really wonderful. I, I have a thing that I, I like to call it ungrading. And um, when we see people come in on Sunday mornings and they're here to attend service and then um, they're leaving and, you know, we like to wish them a blessed week and thank them for coming. And sometimes when you see somebody that's been coming for weeks and they will exit the door with their head just held down and um, being in community and finding your place and serving others, we see those people that are ready to ungreet you as well. And they're walking out and they're <laughs> lifting their head. You know, it's, it's funny. I, I've told people this many times and I forgot um, about it. But um, just talking about this, when we first started coming, my husband, um, you know, we would walk out of the door and there would be like this big traffic jam getting out you know, of the auditorium doors, and he's like, move it, move it. Why do these people just stand there in the middle of the room, in the middle of the lobby, just blocking traffic? We're just trying to get out, um, and, and that's a testament to the community that we have here at Northside. It's because people um, are seen, and they are in community, and they're not in a hurry to rush out the door. It wasn't just, you know, 90 minutes that they um, are going to spend on campus. Um you know, let me go gather my kids and let's run to breakfast and, you know, we have our pancakes. Um, But it's, you know, being seen and being um, with their fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And um, I think um, through service, that's um, one of the things that they, they get from that as well.
0: That being said, your husband would advise people if you're going to stop and talk with people, move out of the way of the doors. Is that is that what you're trying to commu- <laughs> communicate here?
1: He's he's actually probably one of those that's now causing a traffic jam. So <laughs> I don't know if we listen. He's to that done a anymore. 180. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Hey, let me ask you this: uh, as you think about people who have influenced you or inspired you or mentored you toward service. Who were who were some of the people that have had the biggest impact on your life?
1: Um I think definitely um uh, some of uh the Garrison family, you know, which um longtime members, um not just D- David as lead pastor, but Jimmy and Christy Garrison, um, who used to be here on staff and have moved away. Um but really I think um uh our elders, uh, Ken Luke and, and his wife and, um, all the elders really are just some wonderful people. And just knowing that we, um, have them leading our church in this, this community. But, um, the other people I think are my teams of volunteers. They have, um, uh, just been an invaluable part of my life and, um, uh, our life here in, in Texas. And, um, yeah, I would include each and every one of the Northsiders that I see her on Sunday mornings and special events.
0: Some of the, you mentioned the garrisons. What, I know you and Christy are really close. Mm-hmm. Uh, what What are some of the things that she has done to have that influence and, and inspire you?
1: Um, I would say that she is my spiritual mentor. Um, just being uh, able to... Um, you know, uh, Bible studies, triads, praying together. Um, we were able to travel to Germany together as two couples, um, and volunteer for the GLS in, in Germany, um, and being able to serve a, 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 you know, group of 7,000, um, attendees. And, uh, but just her love for the Lord and um, to also be able to share that with others. I mean, she definitely discipled me, taught me how to be a disciple. Um, and just um, a, a woman, um, sister in Christ, really is, uh, I can say she's my best friend. You know, my sister, my sister from an, uh, the big father.
0: <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I, I've seen it, both Jimmy and Christy. Uh, they've they've had a lot of impact on a lot of people, and exactly what you're talking about, she's had that kind of influence on other people. Jimmy's had that kind of influence on me and several other people uh, here at Northside, and um, they are still in ministry. Yes, uh, yes. just not full time on a church staff, yes. and I That's love right. the fact, just like you, they are serving the Lord. Uh, in, in whatever context they can be in. And I love that about them. Well, I want to thank you, Bree, just for sharing some of your story and your heart with us today. I just want to open it up. You have any last minute comments for anybody that's tuning in, listening to this uh, about serving the kingdom?
1: Um, my door is open. Um, come and visit us here. Send us an email. My email is serve at northsidechristian.com. If you are interested in serving, come and see us at the Connect area. We can help you um, get connected. If you're listening from outside of our area, um, there are a lot of different opportunities in your own communities to be able to get plugged in. It doesn't have to be within a church. Um, But uh, I would say if you've got that tug, go ahead and
0: follow it. Good advice. Good advice. Bree, I appreciate what God has done in and through you and is continuing to do through both you and Jay. Uh, You guys are a huge part of our church here. Uh, You both inspire me to serve the kingdom in my everyday life. So thank you. Thank you. And for those of you who are tuning in, that's all for this episode of the Everyday Saints podcast. We want to thank you uh, for tuning in and we will catch you next time.